This is Create Now, the show that explores creative and generative approaches to changing the systems that rule our world. We're sector agnostic, and our guests come from a myriad of different disciplines and practices, but they all have one thing in common. They are people who are creatively rethinking and remaking sectors once thought unchangeable. On this episode, I speak with Donna Morton, the CEO of Change Finance. With a background in the performing arts, Donna spent a good portion of her adult life working as an activist at organizations such as Greenpeace. After finding herself a bit burnt out and in fear of landing in jail for a very long time, she transitioned to policy work and was part of the team that created the first carbon tax in North America. More recently, Donna has turned her attention to the world of finance and working towards creating an economy in service to life through financial activism. Change Finance is building products that promote ethical investing, and their first, an entirely fossil fuel exchange-traded fund, has recently become available on the New York Stock Exchange. Donna and the Change Finance team will be ringing the stock exchange bell this Tuesday, November 7th, in New York City. I'm Robert Rancic, and this is Create Now. So Donna, it's really a pleasure to be here with you at the Regenerative Futures Conference, and thanks so much for agreeing to talk to me and our audience at Create Now about what you're working on and how you ended up being the CEO of Change Finance. So with that, I'm hoping that you could go back, because I'm so intrigued that you started out in the arts um, and also as an activist and then transitioned into finance. So can you talk a little bit about that, that passage? <clears throat> Tell you how the heck that happened? Yeah. <laughs> um, I think the origin actually of all of it was um, a collection of essays I read in the 80s by Alice Walker called Anything You Love Can Be Saved. And there was something about that book that was so permissive for me. It said, you know, um, activism is the price we all pay for living on earth and um, literally the world is starved for love in all of these places and figure out who you are and what your authentic voice is and then bring your love to your work whatever it is and and that really um, I don't know, kick-started a whole bunch of exploration. So my first set of loves were easier. It was the environmental movement and sort of Greenpeace and direct action. And I learned to be, you know, the queen of no, using my body, chaining myself to things in order to stop terrible things from happening. And, and it was a great experience, actually. And um, I felt like it was another form of performance art. I had been a theater student and a fine artist and um, a lit major and um, was extremely interested in how does artistic expression and politics fuse and Greenpeace was really a cool container for that. Um, and then I burnt out on the negativity, on the stopping mm -hmm. things and saying no. And I, I got really hungry for you know, what could a yes look like? How could I, you know, how could I get to yes? Where's yes for me in the world politically? Um, and I wound up moving into the sustainability movement and I learned literally to love economics and even tax policy 
Um, I spent a big chunk of my career, 10 plus years working on carbon taxes until the first carbon tax was passed in North America, in British Columbia. Um, and, you know, I worked on making taxes sexy. I worked on making taxes fun. As, as only you could do. <laughs> <laughs> I own the URL. Um, I actually think taxes are like a sexy policy tool, an underutilized space for progressives. Because when you tax something, you get less of it. When you untax something, you get more of it. So you can literally do clever things like untax the, the revenues on jobs and, and move the target of the revenue collection to things that are really broken, like childhood cancer, congestion, uh, you know, carbon pollution, right? That, that's a sexy political terrain. Um, so that was a big chunk of my life. And then, um, again, I wanted to do something where there was even more energetic flow. You know, taxes have a way of stopping flow and constricting flow. Um, and so I, I moved into clean energy. Um, and I particularly brought my artists to that work um, by doing art and energy projects. I did a lot of art and energy projects with tribes in Canada where we turned an array of solar panels into a canvas for cave art that told the story of who a particular um, tribe was and their relationship to the sun and the water and So was animals. it the underside of the panels that you no, were? No, it was the glass top. surface. And the interesting thing is when you acid etch on the surface okay. of solar thermal, you enhance the performance by a small degree. Oh my God. That's yeah, incredible. like seven, I think it's three to seven percent. So, so that was, you know, that was its own kind of um, interesting place for an artist to work in that intersection of community economic development, clean energy, and arts and culture. So now you have to talk about change finance because okay. this just sounds like such an incredible vehicle for making change and also something that's so desperately needed in the world. And so many people are looking for these kinds of products and possibilities to invest money in ways that don't just do harm and damage and destroy the, the world. Yeah, so change finance came from a bunch of different places. It, it came from, again, um, my own reflection and realizing Everything I've done, um, I've, I've built some really sort of beautiful things, but they've been small scale. Um, and I turned 50 a year ago. And <clears throat> something really woke up in me, you know, um, and said, uh, I don't know how much time you think you have to change the world, but maybe you need to wake up and go faster and step up. And what are you afraid of? And, and the world is starved for women's leadership and for unusual, um, uh, unusual takes. And, and I think the artist's brain, the pattern recognizing, storytelling, seeing something that doesn't exist anywhere else, I, I think that, that mindset is absolutely essential to this moment in time. And so I wanted to bring that into the finance space. And I felt like finance, in some ways, was one of the most unloved terrains. I mean, People think Wall Street is the belly of the beast, mm -hmm. right? Um, and so what if I personally could bring love and creativity and justice into finance? That really turned me on. So um, It's hot, for sure. It is hot. <laughs> finance is a hot space. And, and it's probably the world's single most powerful, global, fastest moving, human constructed system ever. And so what if people like us could put our hands on it and touch our hearts and drag it into 
um, into the realm of the sacred. You know, what if we could flow money to good jobs and flow money to clean energy and good buildings and ethical supply chains that don't have slavery? I mean, if we don't do that, we're complicit. We're watching, we're watching Wall Street create murder and mayhem. That's what we're doing. And, and every time we invest in the status quo financial products, um, we're part of, we're culpable in climate change, we're culpable in childhood slavery, we're culpable in, um, you know, systems that treat women and anyone who's not a white straight dude badly, right? And so the idea of building change finance really came from what if we could take the world's best and most important knowledge about planetary systems. And it's really interesting that you know people like John Fullerton and Stuart Wallace are here at this event, who have been such incredible leaders in reinventing economics and finance along kind of social justice and planetary systems. And then Kate Rayworth, who we were yeah. hanging out with it's last incredible. night, who's amazing, the woman who authored Donut Economics, who you know is basically designing ways that we honor human systems and live within a range of activities and behaviors that share kind of the bounty with you know all of humanity um, and so those are the people that wrote you know in essence the investment philosophy that Hunter Levins and I um, and others on our team have translated into um, investing strategies and my other partner Andrew Rodriguez is this incredible, you know, spreadsheet jockey. I, I, I can't even imagine. I mean, my sense of pattern recognition doesn't necessarily make me amenable to um, days buried in spreadsheets. I really like to see the patterns emerge across the already yeah. built spreadsheets. It's good to have Andrew. <laughs> yes, Andrew is a, is a wizard at um, translating the values and the ethics all the way down to, and this is how it lands with a collection of companies practically, right? So we've basically gone through all the large companies in the US um, stock universe and have chosen the 100 best for people in planet. And they perform at a market rate. That's the really cool part. Nobody's giving up anything in order to invest in our strategies. They're actually getting a lot. They get to touch the world with their money in a way that aligns with their integrity. Um, and that's what we're trying to do. And that's how we want to change finance. Incredible. And I don't know if it's premature to talk about the products that you're building and the timeline for, hope for getting to public access. Yes. Yeah, so the SEC makes me say it is our intention uh -huh. um, that our products will look like this. Um, the first one will be um, zero fossil fuel. Um, it'll be, again, large companies that have literally no fossil fuels on their books. They're not the large contractors to the fossil fuel industry. They're not the utilities that burn fossil, and they're not the banks that are invested in the Dakota Access Pipeline. So this is quite a radical zero fossil investment strategy. First of its kind? First of its kind. Excellent. And high environmental and social standards. So we're not compromising and treating people like garbage just to get rid of the fossil. Mm -hmm. it's, a, it's a balanced, integrated, um, values-based um, investment product. The second will be a gender lens, it'll be the most strident gender lens product available um, anywhere in the world. And it's not just women on boards, it's women on boards, in C-suites, in all levels of management, the policies that allow women to move in a company, the community impacts and the supply chain impacts things like slavery. 
Um, so a really comprehensive strategy, also zero fossil. Excellent. Um, and then the third product, which is the one that I'm, you know, most tingly about, and we had yeah. such a fun conversation about yesterday, but we're working with a group of leaders in the Black Lives Matter movement to build a bond product that will um, really allow people to invest in transforming the economic story in communities that are really challenged and it'll put money into those communities, it'll put jobs into those communities, and it'll really start a bit of a transformational upcycle. So it's kind of an impact investing type bond, but focused on communities that have been stressed for a, a slew of different reasons, but focused on people of color and, and non-white population. Yes, and, and I think that's the thing about what we're doing is we're trying to take impact investing, which is really you know, something that's only available to high net worth people yep. who have private equity money to play with. Um, and we're trying to make um, impact investing democratized through stock exchanges. So anybody with 10 bucks can buy our product. Excellent, and you have a partner for the third product? Uh, we have a series of partners, but we're not really able to public. sort of announce it yet. Right. Yeah. But so, what's the timeline of actually going public, and how would one buy into the the product? So our products will be available. The first one on the New York Stock Exchange this fall. Excellent. Um, and the calendar on the others is a little bit fuzzier, but you know, fall, winter, spring, you're probably going to see two, three, four products from us. Excellent. And I think the other question that, you know, I certainly always have when, you know, companies are putting together these kinds of funds is the research necessary to find and to get in and dig really deep below the surface to ensure that there are no fossil fuels, there aren't poor label practices, slate enslavement and or envir environmental practices that would just be horrible. How do you do that research? How long have you been doing it? Um, months and months of research. We have a research analysis partner out of Germany called Oikom, who are incredible. They're Germans. Uh -huh. Very rigorous, <laughs> very thoughtful. They come out of the ecological economics movement invented by Bob Constanza, who's at this event with Excellent. us. Um, and so they're, they're really grounded in understanding the future economy, which is why we chose them. They, they understand that you know fossil fuel uh, the fossil fuel industry is sunsetting and is full of risk and clean energy, good food, good real estate, anybody who treats their employees well, those are um, industries that are going to take off like a rocket in the 21st century. And so they're really helping us reduce risk, get rid of the worst players and pull in these companies that are, that are built to last, that, that have you know, 100 years of longevity in them because they, they get it. Excellent. Well, I want to make sure that people can find out more about change, or change Finance, so I'm assuming there's a website. Yes, www.change-finance.com. Excellent. I encourage everyone to keep an eye out for that new product launching in the fall. And also, I can't thank you enough. I think it's so incredibly exciting, and I can't wait to be able to buy your products. It was my pleasure. I love talking to you. Thanks. All right. Thanks, Don. Create Now is hosted on the Bennington College campus at the Center for the Advancement of Public Action. The Create Now team is Rowan Edwards, Dylan O'Hara, Anna Saldinger, Chloe Shelford, and Robert Rancic. Today's show was engineered by Anna Saldinger and produced by Dylan O'Hara. Thank you for listening. 
If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to subscribe.